Prayer Stop on the Air is funded by Scott Cord Prophetic Ministries and its many sponsors. Hello, and welcome to Prayer Stop on the Air with your host, Chaplain Coy, and myself, Theodore Savoy. We're so thankful that you choose to spend your Sunday mornings here with us. We hope that you can be blessed by our discussion we're going to be having. Today we're actually going to be continuing with part two of a session we've been doing regarding the patriarchs, which you can find in the early, early Old Testament, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Today we're going to be focusing on Isaac, the second member of that trio. Before I hand it off to Chaplain Coy, I'd like to open up with prayer and then bless us. Dear Father God, thank you for this time that we have, Lord. Thank you for another opportunity to come before you, to share your word, to learn from the gospel, what you have in there that we can glean from to apply to our own lives. Thank you for the lives that these people lived and for the stories that have been told and retold for generations that we can continue to learn from them. In Jesus' name. Good morning, Chaplain Chloe. Welcome. Amen. Good morning. Thank you. It's a delight to be here. And I do have a little announcement. Well, it's a big announcement to make. Um, Theodore is uh, tying the knot, and he's going to be getting married in six weeks, but he's uh, moving off to Richmond, Virginia. And uh, it was kind of amazing when he uh, first went to Richmond, two weeks after he was there, I got an offer from a radio station asking me to come on the air in Richmond, and I was like, well, this has to be God. I mean... Theo's living there now, and he wants me to. So, uh, what was that? Richmond was about our third station we took on, or? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I believe it was our third uh, after our initial uh, radio station. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I negotiated Chattanooga into the contract too. I remember. Uh, but anyways, he's uh, marrying a fine young lady, a missionary named Laura DeFalco, and we just love her last name around here. Uh, DeFalco is so cool. We're like. I might change my last name to DeFalco. <laughs> so yeah. The whole family's merging, and uh, she's from Pittsburgh. And uh, Theo met her in um, what in uh, Richmond, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, absolutely. I did. Yeah. Tell yeah. us a little bit about uh, Laura and what's going on with your wedding plans and everything. Yeah, yeah. So we're actually going to get married about mid-March. Um, so right now we're very much in the planning stages. Laura is amazing at it. Truth be told, I mean, everyone who's asked me how the wedding planning has gone, I've always had the joke that it's actually really easy planning a wedding. Uh, you just need a Laura in your life. So uh, she's made it very easy. She is um, really my, my best friend and, and other half. You know, she is um, very quickly I found myself saying, man, how did I get so close with this person so easily? Um, and so I just... Well, Can't wait. let me Can't throw wait. this out. She's she has a degree in chemistry, or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah a degree so. in chemistry. Graduated college, got a job, worked the job till she paid her student loans off, and then went, gave it all up, and then ended up uh, with Theo. So um, we pray and bless. They'll have a happy marriage, and Theo's packing like a furious something or another, <laughs> trying to get out of here. I'm like, you sure are in a hurry to leave, Theo. But, uh, yeah, they're going to get married up in Pittsburgh and a really wonderful family. We met her in-laws and everything, and we're just so delighted. And uh, congrats and proud to Theo. You know, he's 30 years old now, and he has waited for the right woman, he, uh, the, the right wife, the Lord to send him a wife. And they did their marriage counseling, and what did they say? They'd never in all their years had anybody 
that matched every single category at the highest rating? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Pr- pretty much, we communicate very well. We ha- we have a lot of strengths. We'll put it that way. Yeah, well, a lot she of was strengths. the same thing. She was waiting for the right guy all these years and just praying and praying and praying, and um, the Lord sent the right right person. I mean, and uh, both very level headed, and we've. Theo might be off the air for a couple of weeks while we get him set up with this studio over there, but uh, he's sure been a blessing in my ministry. And um, how's Chaplain DeFalco sound? <laughs> it doesn't quite ring, but I'd probably become a better cook with that we'd, name. We'd have to change the website yeah. from chaplaincoy.com to chaplaindefalco. Yeah, DeFalco is such a cool name. <laughs> but Laura doesn't think that joke's too funny. She wants Theo's last name. So... Well, like Theodore said earlier, we're going to um, talk about the patriarchs. And we talked about the royal priesthood, Abraham and Melchizedek last week, and how God gave Abraham this awesome promise that he has fulfilled, and uh, which brings us to the account, the Bible account of a man named Isaac, which was uh, Abraham's, well, really it would have been his second son, but it was his first son to Sarah. Now, Isaac was the son of Abraham and Sarah, and Isaac is a very important figure in the Bible as he is considered one of the patriarchs of Israelites, and he's a link between Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Uh, Jacob is Isaac's son. So in this uh, topic, I'm going to just examine the life of Isaac and the lessons we can learn from him. Also, this is what we do in our home church, uh, the same message. So. First, let's examine Isaac's birth and the childhood. Isaac was born when Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 90 years old. Now, the birth of Isaac is considered a miracle as Sarah had previously been barren and she could not have children. That's in Genesis 21:2, And it reads, And Jehovah visited Sarah as he had said, and Jehovah did to Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of the son that was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh, so that all who hear will laugh with me. And she said, Who could have said to Abraham, Sarah will suckle children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. Now, I want to go over, while we're here, uh, touch on the names, because I'll come to that later again in this series. But while we're here, let's recap the meaning of the names. Now, Jehovah, in your King James Bible, King James Version, most all of them, it's going to write LORD in caps. It's all caps. And when you see it in all caps, it means Jehovah or Jehovah. Most Americans say, but it's pronounced Jehovah. And uh, it means, uh, Jehovah means it's self-existent and eternal. Now, Abraham was, uh, before he was named Abraham, his name was Abram. And it means high father. And then God changed Abram's name to Abraham and our Abraham and probably it means more populous, but it's father of a multitude, father of a multitude. Abraham, um, again, it, it was the name 
he was originally Abram, and then God changed his name to Abraham. And then Sarai, which uh, uh, means the head person and the chief, and that's in Genesis 17:15. All this took place. Now, when God changed her name, he did it the same time he spoke to Abraham. He said, from now on, she'll be called Sarah. And it means mistress, fem, uh, female, noble, lady, princess, queen. So she kind of goes from being the chief to the queen, which I think is really cool. And um, Abraham is a high father, and now he goes to a father of many nations, a father of a multitude, which is only God can do that. You know, it's such a wonderful thing. And then Isaac is Yitzchak, I can't say it, Yitzchak, and um, it means laughter. And um, so Isaac's name was laughter. And Isaac's birth was a fulfillment of God's uh, promise to Abraham that he would have a son and that his descendants would be numerous. And that's in Genesis 17:16. Now, Isaac grew up and he was a devoted servant of God, just like his father Abraham. He's described as walking in God's ways in the ways I mean in the ways of his father Abraham in Genesis twenty five twenty seven. And he was a man of faith just like Abraham, and he trusted in God's promises for his life. One of the most significant events in Isaac's life was when God tested Abraham by asking him to sacrifice Isaac. And as you recall, if you heard it last week I went over all that and you can find that on our website and listen to it again if you didn't miss it. But he went uh, as you recall, we went over the subject, but Abraham was obedient to God and he was willing to sacrifice his son, but God provided a ram for the sacrifice instead. And this event is a testimony of Abraham's faith and obedience to God and also highlights Isaac's faith and obedience. And um, as he willingly went along with the sacrifice, you have to remember um, Isaac was also a man of peace and he was known for his peacemaking efforts between herdsmen of his cattle and the herdsmen of his father's cattle. Uh, Genesis 26, 20 through 22 shows us that Isaac was a peacemaker and he sought to, sought to resolve conflicts in a peaceful manner. And another important event in Isaac's life was when he received a blessing from his father in Genesis 27, 28 and 29. The blessing was significant because it was a promise from God that Isaac's descendants would be a great nation and they would possess the land. And then this blessing was passed down to Jacob and it ultimately became the foundation for the nation of Israel. So these were very important men and that's why they're called the patriarchs. And Abraham, uh, Genesis 25.5, he gave all that he had to Isaac. And after the death of Abraham, it happened that God blessed his son Isaac. And Isaac lived by the will of the living one, my beholder. And Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of uh, Bethuel, an Assyrian of Padam Aram, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. We'll come back to Laban next week, hopefully, praise the Lord. But for the time's sake, we'll have to jump past the birth of Esau and Jacob, and Lord willing, we'll cover that next week. Now, the life of Isaac teaches us several lessons that we can apply to our lives. First, Isaac demonstrates the importance of faith and obedience to God. Just like Abraham, Isaac trusted in God's promises and was obedient to God's commands. So, 
we too can have the faith of God's promises and be obedient to his commands. And this will bring us closer to him and bring us the blessings as he has promised us in Genesis 26:12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold and Jehovah blessed him. Um, second, Isaac teaches us the importance of peacemaking. And just like Isaac, you know, we can strive to resolve conflicts in a peaceful manner and uh, we can be peacemakers in our communities. And we witnessed this in Isaac in Genesis 26:19. Isaac's servants dug this in the valley and they found there a well of flowing water. And the herdsmen of Gerars drove with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, the water is ours. And he called the name of the well contention because they strove with them. In Genesis 26:21, and they dug another well and they strove for that also. And he called the name of it opposition. And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not strive for that one. And he called the name of that broad places. And he said, For now Jehovah has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. And remember, you know, Isaac, he didn't, the re- reason why he didn't, he was trying to avoid conflict, obviously, mm-hmm. but this was Abraham's herdsman. And when Abraham died, these guys became his slaves. <laughs> so I imagine they had that V8 moment when Isaac, they, you know, had all the inheritance, but it was passed on to Isaac. And he didn't, there's no account of him retaliating or anything, but sometimes you just have to know that you can do it. I remember once in uh, high school one time, um, we were playing volleyball in this guy just reached up and punched me in the face from the other side of the net. Hmm. And he was a little guy. And, I, you know, I, I looked at him, I got angry for a second, and I was like, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> I can beat the heck out of this guy. And in my mind, I was like, I already won. And I just turned around and walked off. And, uh, but really, Isaac had already won the battle. He knew that, you know. But it's something to remember. Now, the lesson is that sometimes we need to know when to walk away from a fight or when we're in the right. And, you know, especially when you've done all the labor, you have to give it to God and bless some people that have wronged you and just walk away, move on. Finally, Isaac reminds us of the significance of blessings and passing them on to future generations. The blessing that Isaac received um, reminds us of the father was passed down it was passed down by his father Abraham, passed down from Isaac to Jacob, and Jacob to the twelve sons, and ultimately became the foundation of Israel. In the same way, we can pass on uh, blessings to our future generations by giving the life that is devoted to God and by sharing his love and truth with those around us. The other day, uh, recently, it was this past week actually, I was praying and I said, Lord God, I bless your name. And then I had this thought, and I started to say it, and I started. The thought was, I can only bless your name with words. And I said, Lord, I can only. And before I said with words, He said with actions. <laughs> and it was very clear. And the Bible says, before you speak, I shall answer. And uh, God, that was a true statement. So now you can bless God with your actions. And you know, when you turn the other cheek. Just like when that guy hit me, you know, I 
kind of, I wasn't a Christian then, I just turned the other cheek. But sometimes you have to pity people in that situation because it, it's, you don't know the spirit they're coming from. And sometimes, like, you can be dealing with a store employer or a restaurant or a waiter or a customer service uh, rep and they can be rude to you or an employee can be rude to you. You don't know what they've just been through 10 minutes before or an hour before. And I used to say it in police work when I remember a police officer came up when I was uh, someone backed into my car and I knew him because I was on the same force. And I looked down and I saw he had um, dust marks on his pant legs, duffel. And uh, he was keeping his composure, but I realized this guy was just in a, he was just in a wrestling match with somebody. And, but he, he was well composed and he handled himself quite well, which is what police officers are supposed to do. But it's hard um, when you've just had someone trying to take your gun away, wrestle you to the ground, and uh, you cuff them, get them in, and then boom, you have to go to another call. A lot of times they don't even get time to book this guy. They drop him and go, and then they have to come back and book him, depending on the call rate, how many people are having problems at that time. But if they get a little angry, you, you never know who was doing what to them 10 minutes ago. But bless God for that. And that goes the same for you, too. You just, when strife is going to happen, that's one thing you are guaranteed of in this world. And it's your actions, your response, you know. How are you going to respond when you get that text message? Are you going to, that's rude and hurtful, are you going to lash out? Or are you going to forgive and bless? And it's easier said than done. When Peter asked, uh, you might remember this scripture, Jesus, I mean, I'm sure Jesus remembers it, you think? Um, when uh, Peter asked him, how many times should we forgive our brother? Seven times. And Jesus said, seven times 70 in a single day. And all the disciples, they, I can just see the picture, but the Bible says they they all turned and asked Jesus to please pray for them. Because they under knew the under understood the significance of what Jesus said, and the way I take that, I figured up the math on it years ago. It mm-hmm. comes out to like every seven minutes in a day, twenty-four hour day, or something like that. Somebody, the person has offended you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty hard to do. I I think I've come close to doing that to somebody else before, but never uh, never made it quite made it to four hundred ninety times in a day. But. Um, what the way I look at that, as Jesus said in one day, but when someone does you wrong, the worst thing is six months, two years later, it comes back to your mind out of the blue. You can be in the shower and all of a sudden you just have a conniption fit. You get angry. The devil's pulling one on you. That's what that is. And you have to catch it quick and say, Lord Jesus, I forgive that person. And if you want him to stop, the enemy to stop attacking you with those mental attacks like that, my advice is this. Start when you have that thought against somebody that has wronged you. Start praying for their salvation. Start praying that they would be blessed abundantly, and the devil will stop doing that. And pretty soon you'll be laughing at what they did to you because you know it was the spirit behind them. And what say you, Dale? No, that's 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 really true. I mean, that's definitely one of the just overall, you know, talking about the the life of Isaac and and kind of what we can glean from it. You know, the Bible doesn't actually tell us very much about Isaac. Uh, when we're looking at, like, the story from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, 
There's a lot about Abraham, a lot about Jacob. There's not very much about Isaac. Well, Isaac led a very content life. He didn't... You know, Jacob got his birthright by uh, pretending to be his brother. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he fled for his life from Esau. Esau was going to kill him. But I've always said this when you look at Jacob later on down the road. Esau legitimately sold that birthright to Jacob. And Jacob owned it. And Esau was the man without integrity. If you read on Jacob, you'll see that he was a man with much integrity. But another thing, too... It says Esau sowed and he reaped a hundredfold. Now, that's a very powerful statement because it was a time of a drought. And farmers, and there's a lot of farmers around here in Tennessee, they'll tell you they're going to plant their seed no matter what because they don't know if the drought's coming or not. Mm -hmm. And if it's been a few years, these guys are out of seed. The Bible says he reaped a hundredfold. And I was explaining that to somebody. And you you know you can only fold the paper seven times. I think, I think it's like 11. Is it 11? I think Mythbusters actually did a video where they folded it like 12 times. But it was a massive... That's the sheet like, of paper? A warehouse-sized sheet of we'll paper. start folding. Let's, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. It's, yeah, it doesn't matter the size of paper or what. You can only do it a maximum of 12. It's been a long time since I've heard the number. But one day when I, I did this, I started folding paper. And... Well, when you fold it, it's now two. And when you fold it again, the third fold is four. And the fourth fold is eight. And then the fifth fold is what? Sixteen? By the time you get to a hundred folds, you're past a billion. I don't think many of us have experienced that type of blessing. So Isaac was very wealthy. And he, he was... The only one with seed, and his crop burst forth. He probably got two crops. And people say, oh, he had so much faith. He he sowed during the drought. No, Isaac did what farmers do. He just sowed his seed. And sometimes you have to be out there doing your business. And God will bless it, especially when you're doing God's work. And uh, my old pastor used to always say, when you're about God's business, he'll take care of yours. And I saw that. So many times in my life where you're um, you're so busy pressed with doing things for God and you're worrying about things in your personal life and the personal life just kind of takes care of itself. So again, and he talks about forgiveness and that's a good and well. Thank you for being with us here on Prayer Stop on the Air. We hope this conversation today where we spoke about Isaac and forgiveness and a few other topics really was able to bless you and encourage you. What we'd like to do is to close out today's message by taking a moment to offer the prayer of salvation to anyone out there who's never done that before. And pretty much it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, the Bible says, you know, if Matthew 10 said, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. So, to get right with God, one must confess their faith in Jesus and believe that he died and rose from the dead for you. So please just follow along with me as I lead you through this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I am a sinner. I ask you for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins. I believe Jesus rose from the dead, and I turn from my sins, and I repent of them. I invite you to come into my heart and my life, and I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. If this is your first time doing this and saying this prayer, I'd like for you to go to chaplaincoy.com.
and reach out to us and let us know. You know, we've been in, in doing the program now for a few years, and we love to hear from our listening audience how the show has impacted and blessed them. And we'd just like for you to reach out to us, and hopefully we could see about getting you, getting you connected with the church that might could bless you in your area. Speaking of churches, Chapel and Choir starting a home church here in the Middle Tennessee area, and you can find the information at our website at chaplaincoy.com. Additionally, if you go on our website, you can find a list of all, nearly all of the radio programs that we've done through our years here on the program. You can go back and you can find our very, very rough early days, and you can also find some of our most popular shows where we've had uh, guests on that we've interviewed who's told their testimonies and shared what the Lord has done for them. You can also find devotionals that Chaplain Coy has written from his many years of experience walking with the Lord that can hopefully bless you. Swanson Christian Province. Swanson Christian Province is a company located in the Middle Tennessee area, and Swanson Christian Products sells all sorts of goodies for church needs. You can buy communion supplies. You can buy gifts for your pastors. You can find really any sort of thing that will help you with what you need. They're a fourth-generation family-owned company that's been running for just about 85 years. I think they might be up to 86 now. So you can trust them because they have a proven track record. You can find Swanson Christian products at swanson-direct.com. We also have a link to their, their website from our website, chaplaincoy.com. So we would encourage you to check that out. just want to thank you for spending your time here with us. We sure hope you'll be back with us next week as we continue with part three of that where we will talk about Jacob. As always, thank you for being with us. Bye-bye. Prayer Stop All the Air is funded by Scott Coy Prophetic Ministries.